3: is a podcast called 25 whistles talking football and they
2: all wear a whistle yeah it's stupid but what did you expect it's a podcast called 25 whistles
3: everybody, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is 25 Whistles. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code BOBBYSPORTS to get in on the action. Mike, legally, what can I not say anymore? You can't say, bet whatever I say and be rich. Oh. Legally? Mm. Will somebody go to jail? Hey, but that's kind of true, though. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Mike was like, hey, this is what you can't say anymore. I was like, save it. Tell us all together. So we all know what we can't say, or mostly you guys could just be like, "You can't say that." Okay. Cut that out. All right. But to be fair, if I'm being legally accurate, I'm ten and zero. <laughs> you would be rich. You're saying it again. No, I'm you saying it. Sorry, sorry. It's <laughs> a good point. So I will no longer say that, and it's not, also not how I feel. Right? I say that kidding because I usually I'm I'm ten and zero. I can't believe it. I'm not saying that in a bragging way, but I need to say it as many times as possible because after this week, it ain't going to happen mm. anymore. If you've bet with me, I'm not going to say it. If you were close. You've had you more close. smiles than frowns. Is that legal, Mike? Uh, you've had, ask him, ask the lawyer, can I say, if you bet with me, you'll have more smiles than I'll frowns. I'll check on that phrasing. That sounds pretty good. That's I mean, it's harmless. Yeah. All right. Kick off Kevin. Whistle us in and we'll get started with episode eight. <laughs> That's really, that really weak. That's really weak, man. Oh that's like a Jordan Davis half whistle. <laughs> <laughs> like, the play that, wouldn't even better. stop with yeah. that whistle. They'd have been like, Was that a whistle or a fan? <laughs> so, again, big thanks to Jordan Davis, who did the whole show with us and was really good. Not that I didn't expect him to be good, but he was like, It was really good and just hung out and talked and new sports. And that was pretty cool. Yeah,
2: I so, thought so too.
3: Yeah, big shout out to, to Jordan Davis. And again, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook for, for mm-hmm. being you know, the the reason we get to do this. All right. Warm up question. What is your favorite sports movie of all time? Let's go first to Eddie.
0: Eddie. Producer Eddie here. And let me tell you, this is a no brainer for me. When it's on TV, I stop what I'm doing and I'm watching Field of Dreams. I love Field of Dreams since the first time I've seen it. And I've probably seen it about 200 times.
3: Yeah. I like Field of Dreams a lot. I just, it's a bit dated now. What, What do you mean? I don't know. It just feels like. I mean, like- it
0: takes place in the, you know, like these. No, but Sox- it's just how
3: it looks. I, I agree. I like Philadelphia. The black socks are from the 20s, dude. So outdated. It started outdated. Broski. The black socks is him flashing back. Uh huh. He's not actually in that era. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Well, though. yes, but he's flat.
0: He even asked, "Is this heaven?" No, it's Iowa. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've seen. We've all seen it, and it's really good. Moonlight Graham. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: I love it, man. Hey, Mike, what do you think? Best sports movie of all time? Mine's a recent one. Mine is Uncut Gems about sports betting. Ooh, man! I tell you, I didn't love it. Oh, I loved it. The anxiety that movie gave me is one of the best feelings I've had watching a movie in the last five years. Incredible movie. I liked it, but I think I expected to love it. And didn't really love it. And I like sports. Hey, I like sports betting. And bet with me, more smiles than frowns. (laughs) I've never seen it. So what? He's like, gets himself some trouble? Mike, explain it to Eddie. He is keeps getting in more and more trouble as he makes bigger and bigger bets that oh. get, yeah, and it escalates very quickly. It's you with your wife, but on a lower scale, yeah, yeah. because yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, bet yes. I bet dollar bets. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> kickoff, Kevin. Best sports movie, uh,
1: my favorite is Friday Night Lights. I think it brings a little bit of everything, reminds me of some high school days. And you got the ups, the downs, the partying, the lifestyle, and the acting is unreal. So that's it for me, Friday Night Lights, Adam.
2: My favorite of all time is The Waterboy, and I know, I know, that's not cool, that's but awesome. that was one of the first uh, sports movies that I ever just fell in love with because I was in the eighth grade and thought everything Adam Sandler did was hilarious.
3: Yeah, I thought about going with Cool Runnings. <laughs> <Ooh>. Really? <laughs> yeah, because that's just a good, in it's sports, and Jamaica, bobsled we have a bobsled team. team. Bobsled. And you then did, R- Rudy's obviously strong, just solid, but I think in the end, I'm going with Rocky. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, I just have to I mean Rudy was up there though Filled a Dream uh, uh, no no A League of Their Own
2: yeah. is also really?
3: really good because it's somewhat historical I mean Madonna did play baseball professionally in the <laughs> 20s <laughs> <laughs> or 30s or whatever Gina Davis too yeah, yeah, yeah. G- yeah. Yes. Uh, but I really like Phil the Dreams too When it, Tom Hanks of course uh, but I'm gonna go with Rocky Just which I, Rocky is your favorite. Okay, if I had to pick one, I, I'm what? so cliche. I, it's four. It's yeah. the most cliche answer. It's the most Americanized. Somebody dies. Somebody fights for his honor. The Russian's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. It's very much that. I liked four the best. Uh two was good. You know, I was I had to watch it. What because two Rocky finally wins. Mm. One yeah, the first was a draw. Yeah, and one was shot cheaper and you know, he lost, didn't he? In one? No, I think it, it was, was a draw. It was a draw. Was yeah. it a draw? That's Apollo why they rematched. Just,
2: yeah, Apollo just kept the belt.
3: Maybe that's why I thought I was young. Maybe I thought, boy, he keeps mm. the belt. I mean, that's, it that's came it. out in the 70s, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, probably four. And then they got kind of bad. Whenever, hmm, what was the blind guy's name? Tommy Gunn. Oh, Tommy the Machine Gun? 75? Yeah, what's his real name? Tommy, Tommy Morrison. Tommy Morrison. When Tommy Morrison was acting in it, and he was a very good actor, and they were like fighting each other in the alley. <laughs> yeah, I was man. like, you know, Rocky's kind of jump the old shark, yeah. but then it came back. I like the fi- I like the fight, and I like the new ones too. You uh, like the Creed. Balboas and the yeah. Creeds? Yeah, I do like the Creeds. I do.
0: Uh, okay, that that's that's your I, one. Oh, hold on, real quick. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the The Balboas <laughs> and the Creeds or whatever. Like Drago's. There's one right where Drago's still not over it. The yeah. and he's still pissed. I'm like, dude, yes, it's because can- his son. Yeah, I get it. But you guys are like 70 now. Get over it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but Drago, li- is poor. And like his life isn't going well. So is Rocky. No, wait a minute. But he never had a shot because he felt like he was screwed over by the federation, the Russian federation. By I would be Dang. resentful too. You really thought about this, didn't you? <laughs> well, right when you said that, but I was—I remember watching it, feeling bad for Drago. Yeah. Because I mean, he was just a young, uneducated guy that Russia had trained to be a great boxer, and they didn't do him right. They gave him every resource, but it was only these quick resources. And he lost, and then they they kind of discarded him. He's yeah. now a loser. All right, you convinced me. Yeah, but, I get it. I'd be pissed, too. And I felt, and his son was in one of the Creed's fighting. That's it, Creed. And I felt bad for him. And he's, like, just getting his son up. He's like, come on. But I felt bad for, for Drago. But now they're going to do that series, too. Drago versus Creed? No, just Drago. Or oh. just just that family, him, that family now. Well, that's cool. So that'd be pretty cool. All right, let's hit that old tit. Oh we'll tattle here we go remember if you don't agree you have the right to blow your whistle I think because we've done seven episodes now Kevin we've made you be like the unbiased sports reporter if you disagree, you can blow your freaking weapon uh, too. Because you have so many opinions. You're not just here for doing nothing. So, you know what? We're unleashing the dragon. <laughs> nice. It's like a big relief yeah, off it the is. shoulders here. It is. Okay, go ahead.
1: All right, we'll kick it off. Uh, back in Seattle, Monday night, Russell Wilson played there. His return. There's a lot of boos going on. Do you agree with those boos or disagree?
3: I just generally agree with booing. I'm okay with it. You paid a ticket. I don't like booing if somebody or, or cheering either way if somebody's hurt or something like human. But it's a... It's theatrics. Sports is theatrics. You can't shoot fireworks and have a jumbotron and have big announcers and make it as theatrical as possible and then not allow theatrics from the fans. So I was surprised they booed as hard as they did. And I probably wouldn't have booed. But yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with booing. Like you paid a ticket. As long as you're not yelling curse words about the coach's wife, there are absolutely limits you should not, you know, hit and and go beyond. But yeah, I'm cool with it. No, not wrong. And he, he did ask for a trade. Yep. Let's not forget, mm-hmm. right? and he is known as a difficult person to deal with, so all good. I mean, Ed Warder's coming on, and we interviewed him, and he's awesome, and we talk about Russell Wilson, and he was there in Seattle when it happened, but I don't have a problem with booing. It's a, it's theater, so
0: boo away. Question.
3: Mm.
0: If you're Russell Wilson, do you get your feelings hurt when they boo,
3: or are you kind of just like, I don't like, know that he has feelings. <laughs> really, he's a human. I think he's very, 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 very sensitive about some things. But he's also like a robot in other robot. things. Yes, it's it's a weird situation. Okay. Um, he's odd, and I don't. Yeah, he's odd. I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we don't know much he's, about him. But, but I say that from someone who I'm odd, right? But yes, he's an odd. He's an odd duck. Yeah. But you have to be. You have to be odd, to oddly pursue something at the level. that Even these quarterbacks do. Like you have to be so dedicated to this. Yeah. So. Other than Jamarcus Russell, you know, everybody's pretty odd (laughs) at their (laughs) work ethic.
1: All right. What's next? Uh, There are a lot of turnovers, a lot of bad situational play in the first week. Do you think that has anything to do with cutting down the preseason games and starters hardly playing
3: at all? Yeah, it was more than I've ever seen before. Fumbles galore. Joe Burrow uh, throws 69 interceptions. Nice. (laughs) And (laughs) it was very sloppy. And that's not just a game being cut. That's also them just not playing players as much, even when they did have all the games, you know? And I understand not playing players, and it's a fine line that everybody has to walk, and I don't think you ever walk it correctly because you could play all your players and get them ready, and they could get hurt, or you could play none of them, and nobody could get hurt, and they get get hurt game one. There's not a real science behind it. I'm sure there are analytics behind it, but you don't do it right or you don't do it wrong, but yes, I think a lot of that. Look at the kicking. The kicking sucked everywhere. Yeah. I mean... Everywhere's a little dramatic, but you saw the Colts cut Blankenship. Yeah. yeah. It, Oof. I love that dude because he wore glasses like I that. He looks remember. like you. he reminds That's the only me reason. of reason Yeah. Um, so they cut him. You're talking about one of the best kickers in the NFL. I mean, there are two, Justin Tucker. And then if I'm picking somebody else, you know where I'm going? I'm going to Cincinnati. Yeah. McPherson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's where I'm going. And he he, he missed. Yeah. So, yes, I think
0: that that is exactly what that is but yeah, but what's the kickers problem like they I mean they
3: can kick any time of day morning night Well you can also catch balls anytime day or night but if you're not in actual gameplay and game situations you know who was awesome was uh, the safety in Kansas City Reed, Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch the behind the scenes video of him kicking Yeah that was cool So the, so he had to go kick and they were oh, like right, you got to go kick. Uh,
0: what's his name was hurt yeah
3: So he had to kick and first he goes in for an extra point and rips it down right to the middle he was the backup kicker in college and he was a high school kicker. He was the emergency kicker in college and he was a high school kicker, but he's also a great safety. So you don't want him kicking. You don't want to get hurt in right. situations.
2: Right.
3: <laughs> and so he goes and he kicks the extra point, looks awesome doing it. And then he goes and does the kickoff and kicks it through the uprights. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Boomed it. That's, that's, a real that's crazy. That's, that's an athlete that is such an athlete, but not all athletes can do that. Cause you still have to specialize like, it was, all, it was amazing to see. And I watched on Twitter, like the behind the scenes of it all, where the coach was like, you're going to have to kick. And he's like, cool. He's like, "He's like, you good? Yeah, yeah, cool. Boom, drills it. Looks good too. Not even like one of the guys like, Dum. it's like a, you know, 1960s yeah. kick yeah. or somebody who shouldn't really. Toes. Toes. Or when someone toes. does a quick He'll kick, you. like a quarterback decides to do, you know, a punt on third down. Right. And it's just odd. Yeah. It, it was awesome. That's he, was, cool. he was awesome. Uh, yeah, I think a lot. But quarterbacks can throw day or night too. Yeah, but it's a game situation with crowds, games that matter. Mm-hmm. Just, yes. I think it's interesting that the one
0: person that did play a lot of preseason games did really well in Mahomes. Like, the Chiefs look great. Yeah, he acted like preseason was regular season. He played his reps, scored, you know, how many touchdowns in the preseason, and
3: there he goes. I think that truly is the reason week one was weird. I think Mahomes is pissed off at everybody, though, and I think some of that, though, was him just going, all right, F with me. Talk, talk Act like I'm not the best a whole off season after a game. Right. Yeah, I think he's got something to prove, and I'm just happy I drafted him in fantasy. There you go. That's there it. Go. All right, what's next? All right, Jerry
1: Jones said that Dak Prescott's not going to go on IR and uh, he'll be back pretty quick. Do you think Jerry's just trying to stay relevant here and rushing Dak back?
3: Well, it's fun. five minutes before you asked this. We had Ed Warder on. Yeah. He does talk about this and how he does see Dak coming back earlier, maybe even in four weeks. And I'll let him say that. I don't think it's Jerry going. Hey, we need to get you out there before you're ready. I don't. I'm glad they're not doing the experiment with Jimmy G. You have to give up too much for that, yeah. especially for something that could have been six or eight weeks. I like to. See, I'd like to see Rush go out and win a couple games. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I, mean, I don't know it, if that's going to happen, but it'd be cool. It'd be, I mean, it's obvious the year I buy the Cowboys, and our stu- they this happens. So now you're like, come on, Cooper Rush. I know, things. I'm the biggest Cooper Rush <laughs> fan in the world. I want the jersey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, what else
1: you got? All right, going to NCAA here. Which ranked uh, team has more to prove at home this week, Oregon versus BYU or Texas A&M versus Miami?
3: It's Texas A&M-Miami because nobody, I say nobody, um, if you're way West Coast, people just care less because they see you less, First, first of all. Oregon got whooped by Georgia, and I think that the real story was how strong Georgia was in that, not as much as how weak Oregon was. Although that was kind of embarrassing for them, but Texas A and M comes out having the number one recruiting class. They're ranked number six. They get they get bullied. Again, Oregon got beat by Georgia, and that's embarrassing. You know what's more embarrassing? Getting beat by Appalachian State and getting bullied <laughs> at home in your home yeah. stadium. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Texas A and M has has more to prove if they lose. Against Miami, the wheels are going to fall off. Yes, they're going to fall off, and that'd be tough for them.
1: And Miami's no joke. They're they they're, they're solid.
3: Have a good quarterback. The, Texas A&M should win.
1: They should. I agree.
3: They they should. And but they also should have beat App State. Yeah, honestly,
4: exactly.
3: the Oregon BYU game is interesting because BYU's real good. They were good. BYU's real good. Yeah. And you wonder if, because again they they beat Baylor in a great game, dude. That I didn't stay up to watch, but I went back and watched, and that game. What, two overtimes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, and I just keep watching BYU because Arkansas is going to play them. I may go out to Provo to watch it, maybe. Yeah. It's a long cool. trip. Uh, but I think Texas AM is embarrassed more than Oregon is because it matters. Football matters more and they've invested more into that program as far as like yeah. people and time and mm. recruiting. And yeah, what
1: else you got? Do you think Nebraska should go after Urban
3: Meyer? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I hate Urban Meyer yeah. but yeah he'll win it depends do they want to allow their integrity yes. you yeah. know to be kicked in the nads
1: yeah. is it worth it to them <laughs> yeah absolutely
3: yeah you w- winning yeah. I say this <laughs> winning solves oh, everything I'm not, I'm, not it. It <laughs> I'm not gonna let you say it thank you it does thank you I'm not gonna let you say it winning solves everything I love Bobby Petrino at Arkansas wasn't a good dude he won And anybody that, that doesn't think that you just win and you stay on the good side of the law. That's all. That's all we want. We don't know these people. Just win,
0: man. It's got to be tough to ha- be such a fan of a team and you believe in your team, and then if they hire Urban Meyer, <laughs> the, the dude that you know is just gonna bring bad press to you. Everyone hates him. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, same, same I mean, thing. Yeah. Same, same yeah. comparison. Like I, I don't know if I was a Nebraska fan and that happened, I'd be like. Ooh, I, You'd love I, You'd love I love it. No, no, yeah. I, would, love hate it. It.
3: I yeah. would hate it. I would hate it. You would love What it. if they brought Deshaun to mm-hmm. Dallas?
0: No, like I don't even want to think of and that. You just, so so now yeah. you have
3: to say that now though, because hey. you have to say that. You can't right. be like, oh, I'd love it. You can't. You probably would like. You would have liked it, and you would have found a way to like it
2: deep down. Yeah, and
3: but you mean, would like Urban Meyer to be the Nebraska. I hate that Scott Frost lost his job. Yeah, I hate yeah. that he yeah. couldn't do it because we always like to see somebody from the root. Come up and do it. The and, fact that Urban Meyer isn't he doing TV now? Like, is he back, or now? back on TV? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> who wants to hear a word this guy says? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. He's Urban Meyer, though. So, yes, you don't want to hear the word, but it's cool that he's there. That's All what right. that's about. And there, yes, of course. Never ask him what. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yes. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Last question. That was it. Okay. Uh, the Lions are our favorite this week. Oh, you want to close out the tit tat? Yep. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, around the room here, the Lions are favorite this week after 24 straight games. It's been a season and a half since they were a favorite. Just that Vegas said, you know, you're at home. You get three points for being at home. You're a one-point favorite. Which means you're not even as good, but we're going to give you the three points. They, they haven't been a favorite. And so they are the favorite against the Commanders. Question is, how many wins for the Lions this year? Kickoff, Kevin, you go first. Um, I'll
1: go with Seven. Ooh, Yeah, lot. let's go with seven. I know... Yeah, I almost went with eight, actually. I just... I think they played well last week. The Eagles are good. Um, Eagles went up again I'm pretty big on them early, but they came back, and maybe I'm buying the hype of the hard knocks with yeah. Dan Campbell and everything, but... I hope they get
2: seven out so of seven. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I was, I was going to say seven, but since you took seven, I'll take six. I'm still not quite on the train just because they've been so bad for so long. They're going to have to show me that they can string together any amount of wins before I get my heart set on anything. The Lions do. I just wouldn't set my heart on the lines at all. I mean, yeah. I like it. I like <laughs> they win, but My
3: heart ain't going into the lines. Yeah, sure. Um, I watched the game. It's, and I talked to Ed Warder about it in a little bit. I was like, who's good and who's not? Because they both scored a bunch of points. Yeah. And that means somebody's doing good. Somebody's also not doing good. Um, I think the Lions, if Golf can just play okay, okay to pretty good, I think they win nine games. Ooh. Whoa. All right. But, again, you have to have Golf play pretty good. But I, right. I'm going to pick my number at nine. Okay. I'm an optimist here with, with Detroit. Huh. But, you know, they've got two running backs. Swift looked great. Yeah, he looked awesome. Um, I I just feel like if Goff can play okay, they will win. Eddie? Um, you
0: know, I was talking crap to Kevin when he said, what you
3: say, seven?
0: Yeah. I'm looking at their okay. schedule. Their schedule looks pretty weak. They play the Bears, you know, a couple times, obviously, the same division. Uh, there are some games here that I think they can win, but I'm going to put them at five. I'm going to put them at five games. Guys, mm-hmm. just because you saw hard knocks doesn't mean they're any better. And week one doesn't tell us anything.
3: About what these teams are going to do all year. I drafted him on Saint Brown in both my fantasy leagues because he, I felt he looked good. Yeah, he looked, he looked really good. <laughs> he looked really good, and and Swift looks really good. And Williams course. isn't even playing, and he may not play until later in the season. You know, the first round pick from, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, that they got last yeah, year because um, he had a uh, had a hamstring injury at the uh, end of last year, or yeah. he tore an ACL. in
1: the championship. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, and I don't know if he's going to affect anything this year, but it, it's a young team with a quarterback. Could I, Hutchinson's? You know, they've got different yeah. actual parts now. They got weapons. They just have this, this, the same owners.
4: But Somehow they screwed up, too. don't they? Some,
3: Cincinnati yeah. always did that too, though. And all of a sudden they didn't because they got a quarterback that came in and changed the culture, a culture and yeah. a coaching staff that allowed him to come in and change the culture. But I'm going to go nine because I like the Lions. I like a good loser, you know? Oh, man, nine. You guys went high. Well, I also, I think even if I hadn't bought the Cowboys, I'd been rooting for the Cowboys because they're now such a loser that I'm starting to go, I should root for the Cowboys because they're losers. Thank you, man. Yeah, <laughs> but we, now I bought them. that. Yes, but that's like, I hate a team that wins. I'm never rooting for a team that always wins if I don't have a relationship. Because yeah. I feel like I'm a loser. You know we've been losers for a long time, right? Yeah, but you act <laughs> like winners. Yeah. You've yeah. had to I lose so I much. I that it, <laughs> you've had to like double lose for us to look at Because you've all been bragging about right. the 90s and Michael Irvin. and
0: Right, you know. but at the end of every season, we're really losers. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. pretty yeah, much. Every year. It, like, the end of last year was brutal. For it was me, hard, guys. dude. Oh. so
0: hard. Like sad. You make it to the playoffs and then do that. It's okay. Sad. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's Kickoff Kevin here, and lately I've been listening to a lot of country music radio while I'm getting a workout in, whether it's at the gym, out on a run, and it's been great. But the reason it's been so great is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these buds are so comfortable, and I promise you, they will not budge. Raycons also give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life and they're priced just right you get the quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands trust me I'm an audio guy I know good quality and Raycon delivers not to mention some of their additional features that are my favorite like the noise isolation earbud tap functions three customizable sound profiles the list goes on and on if you're looking to get some new wireless earbuds I'm telling you Raycon is a way to go just go to buyraycon.com today and use code BobbySports, all one word, to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code BobbySports at buyraycon.com and score that 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code
3: BobbySports,
1: all one word.
3: All right, let's do yes or no. Round the room. Well, Aaron Rodgers have a pretty bad year.
0: Eddie? No, not possible. Really? Aaron Rodgers I mean he'll figure out a way I the, the, really it's just I'm going to go back to week one it's tough to really decide what these teams are going to do after watching week one but Aaron Rodgers He's a playmaker man he'll figure it out he'll make adjustments and you can't bet against him he's gonna he's gonna figure out a way to beat you every time
3: he doesn't have any receivers he'll figure it
0: out I mean you the, this is the thing about the uh, NFL like yeah they don't have big name receivers but
3: these are still top athletes I mean but they're playing against top athletes too
0: I get it. I think Aaron Rodgers always. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but I think he'll have a way to figure it out. He always does. He'll have a better season than you think.
2: Adam, I agree with you, Eddie. Aaron Rodgers is just one of those guys that elevates the play of the people around him. He always has. I mean, did you hear Jordy Nelson before you know before he started going off with Rodgers? I don't.
3: Yeah, but Jordy Nelson also had other guys. If,
2: yeah, if, if, if that's like. But but then but then those he kind of had some number one guys leave and then and then he was the dude, um, so I don't know I th- I feel like he's a guy who can bring receivers along if those guys are ever going to develop in their in their career as NFL receivers it's going to be uh, <laughs> right. with Aaron yeah. Rodgers as a quarterback so I feel like he can elevate their play and they're going to figure some stuff out win some games Jordy's on the
3: phone he's insulted
2: uh oh
1: ever heard of Jordy
3: Nelson <laughs> <laughs> kickoff Kevin
1: I'm going to go with yes because I just don't think he has like you were. Thing. All the weapons around him, like he's used to having, whether it's Jordy or um, I know he's got Randall Cobb. So his offensive line. Yeah, Cobb's fifty-one. Questions. I just looked yeah. at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he just
3: turned fifty-one.
1: Yeah, yeah. his offensive line is still hurt. Um, I'm not sure if valdis Yeah, Velascanly.
3: Now scaling Valdez, yeah, yeah he, whatever. Mister the Chiefs, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, he moved over. I'm thinking four uh, catches. Yeah. On four targets. Yeah. Oh wow, man, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, so yeah, invested. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he, he lost a lot <laughs> of. I know guys. way too much about <laughs> random people because I'm stupid <laughs> fantasy. Another fantasy. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with yes. Like to his standards, yes, I think it'll be a down year.
3: I think it will be too. Yeah. So to his standards, probably what does that mean? Well, I said he's gonna have a pretty bad year. But yes, that's that, that's what yeah. it would be as compared to his good years. He's a two-time MVP. Yeah, well, so I mean... Like, well, he needs one more Super Bowl, though. Oh, absolutely. He has yeah. a Super Bowl, so he's good. But he needs one more to really be one of the great guys. That, but
1: this has got to be, like, one of the worst teams we've seen him on in a while. Yeah.
3: Uh, let's do a couple of other these pretty quickly. Will Josh Allen be the MVP? Eddie? Uh, Possibly. I mean, it just depends. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: well, we can't Possibly. possibly. We can't. It obviously Hold depends, on. but...
3: <laughs> Who are you, me? Never don't answer a question. <laughs> okay. Will Josh Allen be the MVP? Yes. Adam? No. Patrick Mahomes. Kickoff, Kevin? Yes. Uh, you know Lamar Jackson. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a lot to prove. By a lot, I mean he's got a lot of money to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do. Well, Saquon missed more than one game this season. Eddie. Man, I hate to say it, but
0: yes. I mean, his injury was so bad last time. Like, it's just this game. He, yeah, he killed it. He killed it last week. But. He always he always gets hurt. He gets he's, he's injury
2: prone.
1: So yeah, Adam,
2: I Yeah. I'm going to say yes too. He's he's going to miss some he's going to miss some time. They're going to lean on him too much.
1: Kevin, yes. Hate to say it too, but yes.
2: Uh, no.
3: Ooh. Because you have my fantasy. I do, but I have because I think he's not someone who his whole career he's been injury prone. He had a couple. He yes with the Giants early, but I th- I feel good. I think I think they're going to play him right. I think Daniel Jones is going to play okay too. And he's not going to be good. I don't know that they'll, they didn't pick up his option on purpose and I don't think they're going to keep him. But um, yes or no, will Trey Lance throw for more than 300 yards in a game this season? Eddie. No, don't believe the hype. There is no hype anymore. (laughs) That all died real quick. Even though it it was unfair. (laughs) unfair. They're freaking in a storm. It's like Al Roker (laughs) and Hurricane Irma and he's playing
2: in it. Uh, Let's go to you, uh, Adam. I'm going to go Yes. I don't know. I just got a just got a just got a feeling that was an ugly, ugly game. There's, it's hard to it's hard to decide one way or the other. So I'm I'm going to go yes. Kevin,
1: yes. I mean he's got Shanahan back there. As long as he has him coaching, he'll he'll be fine. Yep.
3: Yeah, I think I think he will. I think maybe once or twice. I think he'll also probably rush for seventy or eighty yards. Right. Five or six games. Too. He's not going to be your prototypical. Let's try to throw for three hundred. Hit that number. Passing yards. Quarterback. He's. Probably going to try to throw for 220 or 230 and have 60 or 70 on the ground and maybe score a running touchdown every three games, every two games. So I hope Trey Lance does well, but, you know, he didn't have a lot of experience coming in. We talked about that before. Final question. Will Mike McCarthy make it through the season in Dallas as the head coach? Will he finish week 18 as the head coach? Go to Cowboy Fan Eddie first. Yes. I believe he will. I mean, I don't know why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's no reason to say he will, but I say yes. All right, Kevin.
1: Uh yes. Wow. I just uh I Jerry Jones doesn't really fire guys in season. I think he's done one before, mm-hmm. right? Um so I just think he'll let him last. I don't think he'll make it past this season, into next season, but yes, through this season.
2: Adam. Uh on paper he'll make it through, but Jerry's already gonna have his guy before the end of the season.
3: I think McCarthy has a shot to if McCarthy can win through all of this, I think he's punched his ticket for a couple more years. Yeah. I think he I think he's on the on the old teeter totter. It could go. It really could be he gets more 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 than one year, a couple years, or he goes away. Depending on, it's a very unfortunate situation that's happened in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, with with injuries on the offensive line, injuries on your quarterback. If he can win through this and and come out ten and seven, ten and eight, ten and seven, or eighteen weeks now, I get all mixed yeah. up. <laughs> I know yeah, it's, it's all, best yeah, best it's all weird. Yeah. If they come out ten and seven. I think he keeps his job because it's been a very tumultuous. Oh, uh, season for, for the Cowboys. He's
0: navigating in very rough seas right now.
3: Uh, we're gonna talk to Ed Warder in just a second, <laughs> which is awesome. Ed Warder's from ESPN. I see him all the time. He's on, all the time, he's in. I'm in Dallas, and this was lined up before the Cowboys drama. Yeah, I was able the to get timing him. Timing was crazy. And so he was. Isn't the
1: Cowboys drama always there though? <laughs> yes, but it's real bad <laughs> oh, now. No, yeah, this is different. real bad that's now. True,
3: that's true. <laughs> so Ed Warder coming up just a second. You it just it was just a great interview. Uh, let me tell you, the NFL's opening week, like we're talking about, it was action packed and the season's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns and big plays and bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Very simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Redline Line, 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8HOPENY or text Hope HOPENY 467369. And I will be giving my parlay picks coming up in a little bit, my picks, if, if, if you care. Okay, let's go over now and let us talk to ed warder since you know so many people in athletics and if you get injured like do you have the context to go hey i just tore an acl can you help me hey i sneezed how do i stop yeah (laughs) <laughs> but don't you know team doctors? It would be like, yeah, yeah. here's what you can do. It'd be, do you have I, those I do.
4: Know, I do know team doctors and the moment it proved most beneficial was when we found out that my wife had breast cancer and had no idea who to turn to. It was um, the morning before a Super Bowl and I called somebody, a doctor, team physician that I know at 7 o'clock in the morning and by 7.15 he already had us an appointment with the the best wow. breast cancer surgeon in Dallas.
3: That's really, what about with relationships? Because you know this whole world is based on relationships Do Do friends hit you up and be like, Hey uh, Ed, can I get an autograph Troy Aikman or an autograph anybody's? <laughs> Does that happen with you?
4: I think they learned long ago that uh, I'm not going to be their liaison for <laughs> autograph memorabilia, game tickets, or other opportunities to uh, engage with their favorite players, coaches, or depending on the Sunday players coaches and team officials they used to res- like and respect
3: yeah. ed is on it i'm just a big fan of you i'll say this um should have started with that but i was so interested in getting to have <laughs> team doctors in your back pocket um i'm a big fan of what you do and i just have spent so much time like listening to you talk about different things through my sports life so to actually get to really spend a few minutes with you like it's an honor for me so thank you for the time
4: i appreciate the opportunity to be a guest on your show
3: you know you're the Guy in demand now, especially because of what's happening with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we had kind of scheduled this before all that went down uh, in the last weekend, but it's like the, the eye of the storm right now in Dallas, as far as what's happening in the NFL and all the news, what's happening right now? I mean, cause I can't, I don't even know what to ask because it keeps changing.
4: Well, the latest calamity, um, with the Cowboys is that, uh, Dak Prescott, uh, was injured in their season opening loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers late in the game. A 19 to 3 loss. Um, he had surgery this week. The surgery revealed that the thumb fracture is not quite as significant as it could have been uh, because the wrist is not necessarily involved. And this is his passing hand. So the Cowboys are electing not to put him on injured reserve, which would have meant he could not have played for at least four weeks. So that means that Dr. Jerry Jones, as we mockingly (laughs) call him, and and others are optimistic. And and maybe there's an actual medical basis for it this time. Um, They're optimistic that he could return inside of four weeks. And so we'll see. I mean, you know, even with Dak Prescott last week, the Cowboys were the only team in the NFL not to score a touchdown. Uh, They were the only team in the NFC East not to win their game. They went ten consecutive possessions without scoring at all. And so now you enter into the equation week two with Cooper Rush as your starting quarterback.
3: You know you mentioned Dr. Jerry Jones, but also PR, Dr. Jerry Jones. I mean, as soon as the game was over, like he was breaking the news. We knew when the doctor went out there because I recognized the doctor at this point when he went out on the field that, that
4: Dr. Some, Dan Cooper, yeah,
3: that something was wrong and I and cowboy hat, like you know. exactly. You know that's who that is. And so you're like, oh, great. And so Jerry Jones comes out and says, this is what happened. And then Jerry Jones comes out again and goes, he can come back sooner. So I don't, I just don't know what to, what do you really feel is happening? Do you think Dak can come back in four to five weeks instead of eight, like we were initially told?
4: Yeah, I think so. And and I think they, I think the fact they're not putting him on injured reserve reflects that because it, it'll it cost them a spot on the roster that they could use for an available player, you know, the next few weeks. So Yeah, they're playing with a little less roster depth at other positions now because Dak Prescott is going to be active and they hope he's not going to be active for the game, but they hope that he he will play sooner rather than later. And, you know, there's you mentioned Jerry. I mean, there's nobody else like Jerry. Um, he, He he is the owner. He's officially the general manager. He's the president. He's, you know, host of every radio and television show that they have. And, and he does radio shows twice a week. He loves to use those as vehicles to break news, whether the coaching staff likes it or not. Um, they might see it as a competitive advantage to withhold certain information medically on a player and his availability that Jerry prefers to put out there so that he can have his name in the headline or at least attached to the news. After the game the other day, you're right, the locker room closes up outbounds Jerry, the cameras and, you know, people, reporters like me swarm Jerry. We ignore what's going on in the head coach's press cons. We decline their invitation to go in the locker room and and, and interview the players because Jerry's the guy in control of the whole thing. And so what he says is more relevant than what anybody else says.
3: With Cooper Rush coming in, and again, I go back to watching him play against the Vikings because that's the one shred of hope that I think Cowboys fans have right now. I mean, can he go two and two and keep the Cowboys season afloat?
4: I don't know. Um, you know, history tells you that teams with backup quarterbacks don't very often win. Uh, Cooper Rush did go in last year in Minnesota on the road um, and replace Dak Prescott and win the game. And and he won it by throwing for over 300 yards uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, their starting receivers, both had over 100 yards of the game. And to me, that kind of makes the point. You know, I think the Cowboys went into this season believing that, hey, they didn't need to be great at wide receiver. You know, we could trade Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick, even though we have the money to pay him. Um, because Dak Prescott can elevate the performance of everybody around him. I don't think it's fair to expect that from Cooper Rush. Like, Cooper Rush is not in all likelihood going to elevate the performance of the skill position players around him in the way that theoretically Dak could do, and he certainly didn't do it uh, last Sunday night against Tampa. But I think you can count on Cooper Rush to execute the offense. He's been here, you know, for four or five years. He understands the system. He and and I just heard Mike McCarthy talk about, hey, we need to still be aggressive. And he was against Minnesota, but he's going to have to have his his player. The players around him are going to have to elevate his performance rather than the quarterback elevating their performance. To me, that's the challenge.
3: You talk about wide receivers. I think I've heard many people say like that. They may not have the speed or the outside receivers to compete. I mean, is CeeDee Lamb, is he that guy? Is he going to be that guy?
4: I mean, that's what they thought. Uh, you know, to give you a sense of, of just how dire I and other critics believe this Cowboys wide receiver situation was, you know, this offseason going, you know, throughout the preseason training camp, the preseason game. You know, they didn't play Dak. They didn't play Ezekiel Elliott. They didn't play C.D. Lamb and they didn't play Noah Brown because he was a wide receiver, a veteran that they saw as their number two. He's a journeyman. You know he hasn't caught a touchdown pass in the four years he's been in the league, and yet you're protecting this guy like he's Michael Irvin. You know I think it's there's there's a real liability at that position at least until Michael Gallup gets back from injury, and that could be any time. Mike McCarthy said even today they're going to you know begin integrating him into the team portions of practice. So I'm not sure he'll it'll be a close decision on whether to play him this Sunday against the Bengals, but I think next week on Monday Night Football against the Giants is more likely at this time. But, yeah, the position's in total chaos. CeeDee Lamb seems to have the athletic ability to be the number one receiver, but he was that the other night, and Dak threw 11 balls to him, and he caught two. Not good.
3: Eddie is my my best friend. He's also one of the producers on the show, but he's a massive Cowboys fan. Eddie, you got... Ed here.
0: Ed, (laughs) thank you for coming on the show. I think it's so cool that you're on. Obviously, this is a dream for me. So I'm going to ask you, uh, we we are, you know, Cowboys Nation, we are in panic mode. So can you give us a few words to settle our nerves a little bit about the (laughs) the rest of the season? Is that possible?
4: Well, I think the next few weeks without Dak Prescott are going to be pivotal to determining whether not only do they have a successful season, but can they win the division again? You know, nobody's won this division back to back for 17 years. Um, And now the Cowboys suddenly seem challenged because they're already a game behind everybody else in the division. But if I was going to offer some kind of encouragement, I would say they need their defense to step up and be the reason that they win. And they're capable of that. They did that the whole second half of the season last year with the, the way they created turnovers. They led the NFL in takeaways they led the nfl in interceptions they led the nfl in defensive touchdowns they need that now and guess what the schedule is pretty fortuitous in that way you know why joe burrow just turned the ball over five times last week and got sacked seven times he's coming to jerry world this week dan quinn needs to turn these guys loose and they need to be the difference in the game and the next week they go to the giants and guess what Daniel Jones won last week under his new coach, Brian Dable, but he had multiple turnovers for the 16th time. He's the NFL leader in having multiple turnover games in the time he spent in the league. So there's a reason to believe the Cowboys can persevere without that.
0: Oh, Bones, I just got chills. That's great. I love that.
3: <laughs> Eddie feels like he just watched Rudy.
4: <laughs> I love Eddie that. Eddie just watched
3: the final scene in Rudy, but it was Ed talking about the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> can I ask another question? Yeah, go ahead. Ed, uh, uh, Jerry, you were talking about Jerry. Uh, how hard is it for McCarthy and all of these head coaches to come in? You see it, you're, you're in the war zone. What's it like for these head coaches to come in and coach the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry as the owner?
4: Well, the reason that Jimmy Johnson left when he did was because Jerry Jones crossed the line, right? He crossed the line uh, from executive ownership into coaching. And that that may create a very difficult situation, especially as, as I mentioned, as public as Jerry is. Uh, I can remember times when after games, Dave Campa was afraid to answer the question of whether they won or lost because he didn't know what Jerry was going to say. So he had to wait till Wednesday. Um, And that's an exaggeration, obviously. But yes, it's a difficult position and it's difficult for Mike McCarthy because he comes from the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers don't even have an owner. They don't have a singular figure who's an owner, much less an owner who's among the most powerful and recognizable And involved on a daily basis. So that's the challenge for Mike McCarthy. That being said, uh, I think it's pretty clear this is a critically important season for Mike McCarthy if he expects to, you know, get year four on his contract. He's he's two more years on his contract. uh, And this is an interesting fact, I'll tell you. Mike McCarthy, and I mentioned Dave Campbell a minute ago. Mike McCarthy has lost all three of his season openers as the Cowboys head coach. He's 0-3. The only other of the nine head coaches the Cowboys have had who went 0-3 in season openers was Dave Campo. And guess what? He didn't get to season opener number four. I mean,
3: is Sean Payton just ha- – It's not gonna, that's going to happen, right, Ed?
4: You know, I think it's um, not as certain as most people do. First of all, Mike McCarthy has to fail, or, or at least he has to get fired. Um, and, and Jerry could do that without him failing if he wanted Sean Payton badly enough. This is the this is the problem with Sean Payton, and and he has a great relationship with Jerry Jones. He worked uh, in the organization under Bill Parcells. He's probably the most talented coach that ever that Jerry Jones ever let out of the building, and he had great success in New Orleans. Yes, he would be an ideal fit here. I think there are things that Sean would want that I'm not sure Jerry would concede to him, and the other part of the equation is. Jerry's never really believed in paying head coaches at the very top of the spectrum. And that's what Sean Payton is going to demand. And not only that, but because he has time on his contract left with the new Orleans saints, you have to compensate the new Orleans saints before you can theoretically even talk to Sean Payton. So is Jerry Jones going to want to give away part of next year's draft and pay Sean Payton as much as any coach in the NFL makes, or does he maybe think, Hey, Dan Quinn, has been a head coach. He coached a team to a Super Bowl. look at the culture he's created here on defense. I love what I've seen from Dan Quinn, the players embrace Dan Quinn, maybe Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn is definitely the most serious competitor um, to Sean Payton. And it would be interesting to me because if Jerry thinks that this season is not going to meet his expectations and that at the end of it, he's likely to be looking for a new head coach, would he for only the second time in his history move on from his head coach during the season so that Dan Quinn would get to essentially audition with the current franchise, the players in the locker room to see how he did over a period of time as an interim head coach. Jerry's only done that once. That was when he fired Wade Phillips after they got embarrassed in green Bay and it became very obvious. The players had quit on him. And at that time, Jerry had, a person on the coaching staff that he viewed as the next head coach. And that was Jason Garrett. And that's what happened. It's a soap opera.
3: It's, all, it's always a soap opera. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or it's just a soap opera all the time.
4: You know, I, I always tell people, first of all, there's no question. I wouldn't have had the career I've had to what, whatever you think of it. Uh, I wouldn't have had it if it hadn't been for the fact I was covering the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I, I always tell people I, I live in Dallas because um, I'm you know, in a de- an American airlines hub, I'm centrally located. So I can go anywhere in the NFL, basically nonstop within four hours. And I got Jerry's football circus in my backyard.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: It's a good circus. If you're going to work
3: there, it's a awesome. good one. Uh, I, I saw your Twitter and it looked like you were in Seattle the other night. Correct. What's, what was that like for Russ when he came out? Cause again, I only, I saw on ESPN, I watched the, I didn't get to see on ESPN. I didn't get to see the early parts when he was coming out in the stadium, obviously, because it wasn't on television, but except on ESPN when they were showing some of the clips. What was it like to be there when he came out, and were you like, come on, guys? Or were you like, okay, I get it, you're booing him because he asked to be traded?
4: Well, yeah, I, a lot of people expected some kind of you know warm embrace from Seattle toward Russell Wilson. I mean, they all recognized that Russell was a great player there for 10 years, and he won a lot of games, and he led him to two Super Bowls, and he helped win one of those. Um, that being said, he's also an adversary. He he left the franchise in part because that's what he wanted. And beyond that, he's the opposing quarterback right now. So I think at the end of Russell Wilson's career, there will be some grand spectacle and, you know, some uh, acknowledgement of what he's done. Maybe they'll retire his number, but I didn't think last night was the night for that, or the other night was the night for that. He came in as a Denver Broncos quarterback and he came in as a Denver Broncos quarterback because that's what he wanted. I thought, the most interesting part of the whole thing. And it was a compelling night. I mean, for Russell Wilson in his first game with Nathaniel Hackett as his coach to essentially have the coach decide I'm taking the ball out of your hands and I'm, I'm going to have the kicker attempt the second longest field goal in NFL history um, uh, in the place where you were a hero um, had to be a difficult start to that relationship. But beyond that, it was interesting to me as somebody who covered those Seattle Legion of Boom teams when they were at their best, they went to two Super Bowls and they're one of the dominant teams in the league. It was interesting to me to see the number of former players from that era who were back at the game, who were on the sidelines, you know, it was Marshawn Lynch and Doug Baldwin and uh, Cliff Averill and uh, KJ Wright. They're just all kinds of former players. And they were there not because they wanted to watch Russell Wilson. It was because they did not appreciate the way Pete Carroll pref- allowed Russell to be bigger than everybody else on the team. They thought it was hypocritical, and they wanted this moment. They wanted to stand there and basically, Pete, we expect you to return to the culture you created here. Run the football, play great defense. It's not about the uh, 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 appeasing the quarterback. And that's exactly what Pete did. And Pete kind of suggested all of that was true in his comments on the radio after the game.
3: We have like three minutes left with Ed. And so just some quick answers here. Do you think, and you're a Colorado guy, at least born there. I don't know if you're a Broncos uh, follower, like every single day, but do you think the Broncos can, can win with Russ as their quarterback this year?
4: Uh, Absolutely. I think that they're in the toughest division in football. um, And they've seen since the Peyton Manning Super Bowl that, they haven't made the playoffs for six consecutive years. They recognize that you're not going to be competitive really anywhere in the NFL, but certainly not in a division with Patrick Mahomes and uh, you know, Herbert and Derek Carr, unless you have a quarterback and they've gone from having the worst quarterback in the situation, in the division to arguably the second best, depending on whether you put them above Herbert.
3: Final two questions. I watched the Eagles and the Lions and I watched the whole game and they both looked really good and really bad, depending on if you're an offensive guy or defensive guy. Are those teams really good or really bad, or are they just still figuring it out?
4: I think Philadelphia is good. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. I think the question I had coming in was, well, is Jalen Hurts going to evolve as a passer? You know, they got it, made a major trade in the first round of the draft and got him A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans, who's an elite receiver, a big physical guy, an easy target. And I think they, he showed what he could do the other night, the other day on opening day when they did narrowly win by three points, but they scored a lot of points. And there's they achieved some record of scoring over 80 points against the same opponent in consecutive meetings without a single passing touchdown. They did it all on the ground in terms of scoring.
3: Same kind of question as far as the 49ers and the Bears. Listen, it was raining so hard, you couldn't even see. The cameras were wet, right? So are the 49ers and Trey Lance, are they is not that good or uh, are the bears going to be better than everyone expected
4: look i i like matt eberflus the new bears coach i played golf with him he was an assistant here in dallas he deserves the opportunity he's gotten i think it's going to take some time i don't think the bears are going to contend uh in the nfc north with the packers and the vikings i think the vikings might be the biggest surprise in the nfl this year um with their new coach kevin o'connell uh coming over from the rams um I I think the 49ers are going to be a fascinating watch because it's very clear to everybody that this is a team that has everything necessary to contend to get back to the Super Bowl again. Um, And the quarterback they're not playing, Jimmy Garoppolo right now, is more equipped to win than the quarterback they are playing now, Trey Lance, a young player who's, you know, going through some difficulties as every, you know, young quarterback does. But he came in with so little experience I mean he had the fewest passing attempts um, among any top 10 cor- any quarterback drafted in the top 10 in history and so he didn't have a lot of experience in college football uh, he came from a smaller school and now he's got to play for the 49ers in a very competitive division so I think that bears watching that situation there with Jimmy Garoppolo Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan.
3: Ed, we're all massive fans. Again, we've watched you and respected you for so long. We're grateful that you would spend time with us. And everybody, you can follow Ed Warder, Ed ESPN. Thank you for talking to us peons, Ed. That's basically what (laughs) I want (laughs) to say. Yes, thank you, Ed. All right, Ed, have a great day. Thank you so much. I don't view any
4: of you guys in quite that way. But (laughs) thanks for having me on, and I hope we can do it again sometime. Bye, Ed.
3: (laughs) Great interview from Ed Warder. Appreciate it. On Monday, um, I've already done it. If you love wrestling, Diamond Dallas Page, had him for 45 minutes, and we talked him wrestling sting and Goldberg and it's really cool. So that should be on uh, Monday coming up here and please go and rate this thing. Something please give it all the stars. How many are the Let's five stars? Please. We need it. Five. It's still a new podcast. Yeah. And also we're going to move off the Bobby Bones show feed eventually. So if you don't mind subscribing over there, we're just a mom and pop podcast starting <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, We just start up. We need your help, honestly. So we appreciate that and tell your friends about it. Uh, just very grateful that you guys would listen here. What game are you looking forward to most around the room? It could be college or NFL. What game are you looking forward to most? Let's go over to Eddie. Ooh, I want to see the Tennessee
0: Titans and the Buffalo Bills. Monday Uh, night. I do want to see. I can't wait for that, and I have to wait all weekend for that. But I just think that the Bills, I mean, we were shocked at how good they, how awesome they came out week one. And then the Titans, like, I don't. Think that they had it all together. I want to see them. Uh, I want to see them play a really, really good team. They they are in Buffalo, and I think after this game, we'll know exactly how
3: the Titans are going to be this season. It's the kind of game the Titans win too. Honestly, could yeah. be. I don't think yep. they're going to, but it's just the kind of game that they win, right? And they often play to their competition, which is weird because they even play suck to yeah, suck. That's so weird. Like last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I like that. What do you got over there at kickoff, Kevin? What's the game you're looking forward to seeing?
1: I'm going to stick with Monday night and go with the other game. That's the uh, Vikings and Eagles. I think just coming off of the first week, both of these teams look good. Offensively, Jalen Hurts looked good. Kirk Cousins look good. Justin Jefferson look good. So I'm excited to see if it kind of holds through with week two and these two teams going at it.
3: For me, I'm looking forward to see if Texas A&M whoops Miami. They kind of have to. They, they have to win or the wheels are just completely off. They're not going to fire Jimbo Fisher, but that's a bad app state loss. It's what that's the game people are talking about, not the Notre Dame one as much, because mm-hmm. there were a lot of those. It's the Texas A&M game. Oof, it's the an SEC school, number 6 in the country at home. We could keep going on and on to see if Texas A&M just takes care of business. With Miami, that's what I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing. Did you see that
0: college game day is going to be in App State?
3: (laughs) They're going to App State. I didn't know that. Yeah, (laughs) hilarious. They played Troy. Also, that's funny. And there's also not another big game really. There really is. I think that's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there there are a couple like medium games, but that. Great for App State. Yeah, that, Boone went crazy after yeah. that game. Yeah, it was man. awesome. They got to clean it up a little bit before they get there, but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Turn the cars back <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> yeah. True. I didn't know that. though. That's awesome.
2: Uh, okay, what do you got, Adam? It's gonna seem a little bit random, but BYU and Oregon. Uh, man, BYU's just looked really good. I'm interested to see if Oregon can bounce back and look good against a solid BYU team. Uh, BYU's just tough. They 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 run the ball hard. They play good defense. Um, they're gonna make they're they're gonna make you beat them, or they're gonna make you beat yourself. Is, is kind of the name of their game, I feel like. That I mean that's the other
3: good game. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you look at the games where two teams and next week it kind of gets rolling with a lot of the schools actually mm-hmm. playing people. Uh, but yeah, I think those are four good games. You know, two college, two NFL. Yeah. What do you like? Lo- what do you well if you got one day to watch, Saturday or Sunday, what do you watch? Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday too. <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's close. Man. It's close. Especially with fantasy and yeah. and i you know, bought teams and doing all this crap, but I just love college football so much. I'm surprised, Kevin, you said that being from Boston, where it's not really that that culture's not there.
1: Uh, well, I'm actually from California, but where it's not. Well, stop even wearing smaller. everything no, Boston no, no, in no. England. Everything
3: about them is like
1: Boston, Boston, Boston. I know, but I think that's why, because I'm not, oh, well, I don't know. For whatever reason, college football has always been at the top of my list, ahead of all my teams. Maybe it's because I don't even have a real team, I guess. Yeah. But um, I think the fan base and the atmosphere is what gets it for me.
3: I'm gonna give you my parlays in a second, but first let's go over to Adam and let's do Adam Stats. Uh, uh,
0: Adam Stats. Adam has all your
3: stats for you. Adam Stats. What do you got,
2: Adam? I got that incredible intro from it. That's amazing. First, Bobby, I got to give you a big pat on the back because you've been talking about Patrick Mahomes coming out with something to prove without Tyreek Hill. He did that in week one. Um, nine. That's the number of people who caught passes for Patrick Mahomes. Wow. This week. Um, he spread the ball around. He was making plays with his arm. And nine. nine. That's crazy. Nine that's awesome. Good dudes. Good that? Um, so, uh, so that was one. That was more of just a pat on the back. My question is, uh, in all the stuff that's been made of the Cowboys looking like a trash sandwich on Sunday, they look... <laughs> looked terrible and uh and a lot's been made of that but one thing i feel like it's kind of been passed up is brady turning in an 18 for 27 212 yard one touchdown one pick performance that was good for 11th in the league in qbr so what that tells me is like not quite sharp but my question is against that cowboys defense in week one does that change what you think the bucks can accomplish this year or is it just an aberration
3: it's week one, so we got to kind of go aberration. Even mm-hmm. though it's Tom Brady, we hold him to a higher standard. Also, again, they have offensive line issues too. It's that's a real thing. You could put Tom Brady behind the, a bad offensive line; it's not Tom Brady anymore. Uh, I'm not worried, honestly. It's it's week one. <laughs> uh, we we're at week four. Yeah, exactly. Then I'm going, you know. But even with Brady, I'm still not going to be worried. I think physically, he's still there. I don't know what's happening at home. I mean, we think we know what's happening at home, but you know, over under on. If Giselle leaves this year or next year, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Over She's I'm even getting, saying stuff games. like, I just want oh, him to be it really home. is. I just want him to be home, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think, I think the Bucks can still win the division. Yeah. I think they – because they, they have Tom Brady, I think they can still win it all. Yeah. Eddie?
0: Oh, um, no. I mean, I, I don't I, – I I think the Cowboys really – the defense is, is so good, especially that pass defense. It, it's just – I, I, the only way they they scored and they moved the ball with Cal, with Dallas was running the ball. Fournette just demolished the Cowboys defense, and I think that just showed we really can't see what Brady can do. I think the credit goes to the Cowboys defense on on Sunday night's performance.
1: Kevin, yeah, I'm with Eddie. Just kind of piggyback on that. I think their game plan was to run the football, and Leonard Fournette looked great. But, Leonard Fournette uh, looked awesome. Yeah. He
3: fooled us. He ain't as fat as he said he was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golly.
1: That's what 260 likes.
3: <laughs> you can he needs to be fat up. all the time. Why wasn't he fat years ago? Um,
1: and then they lost their uh, left tackle in the beginning going against uh, Michael Parsons. So I just think their game plan was to run the football.
3: All right, there it is. The nine, That's that's a really good stat, That Patrick Mahomes nine. Yeah, nine, amazing. More than anything. I didn't even know they had that many eligible receivers. Yeah, they right? did. That's why it's crazy. PLA <laughs> like as a center and <laughs> a guard and nine guys at yeah. once. So it's like seven-man football with nine receivers. <laughs> right. All right, there we go.
0: I, I, Adam
3: stats. That's an Adam he has got those stats for you Okay, so let me, I'm going to get to my parlay here in a second, and you can bet this because on DraftKings they put it up in the front. It's the 25 whistles parlay. And put in the code, Bobby Sports get you there's all these things that they do over there. I, I hope you put in Bobby Sports. Um, it's week two, so we're going to figure out what's happening here. unless you're in college is week three. Mm, I, got more to, yeah. I got more information up in the noggin on college. <laughs> I got three weeks. Uh, so this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 on free bets instantly. Everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Now listen, Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That's right. DraftKings, get in. Put in the code Sports. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use the code BOBBYSports to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Redline Line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. Okay, my parlay of the week. is going to be up on DraftKings, which I hope you I hope you see it here. I really was thinking about being brave and just because I've nailed some threes. I was going to go with a fiver. Oh. But I can't. I can't oh. because that's just not smart. <laughs> I wouldn't bet this fiver. So I can't. And I, will, everything I put out there, I bet. The keys don't give me any money. <laughs> not to bet with. I wish they did. I'm betting my own money here. Hey, right, go fiver. Fivers are fun. I can't. I can't. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do a- as we record this, lines can change a half point, a point who knows what, but we record this, you know, often on Thursday, 12, 14 hours before it even happens. So when I say this, I still stick because lines aren't going to change so much. I wouldn't worry about any of these, even if the line moved half a point, a point. <laughs> if it moves like right. three, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm going Georgia and right now, Georgia over South Carolina and it's showing up as Georgia, uh, giving up 24 points. That's it. South Carolina's got two starters that are out. I told you guys in the episode Monday I was already leaning on that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm writing that one down. They got two two starters. They got three other guys that last I saw were questionable. And so I'm going Georgia. I mean it's three touchdowns and 32 point conversions. That's all it is. Not that they're going to do that, but Georgia at 24. I would probably bet it at 26. Honestly. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going Alabama, and Alabama is giving up. Right now, 49. Oof, oof. Ooh, that's a lot, Bones. <laughs> they're playing Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> I know. And they're angry. angry. They are. They are very they're, angry. They're angry. And if they weren't angry, I wouldn't touch this game. Not week three. But I'm going Alabama and I'm taking the 49. I, I I'm going Alabama, giving up the points. And screw it, I'm going a four. I'm going to go a four. Oh. Yeah. I'm not,
2: a four no. not a boy. I'm not done
3: a four, but I, I I'm going to do a four. Uh Texas, I think. They're angry. I like angry schools. <laughs> Both <laughs> teams are angry from that game. I like angry schools. Uh, Texas is not even a two touchdown favorite, and I think Texas is given up twelve and a half as of right now. It could change to thirteen. I'm good. I'm good all the way to fourteen probably. Uh, Texas at UTSA or playing UTSA, oh, oh. San Antonio, and UTSA is pretty good. Roaders were really and good last college. year. Yeah. They were whispered to be you know a team that could sneak in. They were never going to, but they're they have they're good. They're good. But I think. They're angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my final game OU and Nebraska. Oh. Yeah. I think Nebraska is just, I think they're sad. They're broken. Yeah. Guys. I think it's all my games <laughs> off emotions. It's <laughs> <laughs> sound like my wife. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that's they <there's> <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be mad. Yeah, so I think yeah. they're sad.
3: I think they're sad. <laughs> yeah. So OU, as of this recording right now, which may change, uh, is uh, minus 11. Play Nebraska. I think Nebraska's like, they're either going to come out and like, we're going to play for our, our assistant coach who we love, but do they even have the... So those, those are my four. Ooh, I'm going to four. If I hit so, this... Guys, if I hit this... I mean, that's it. It's over. Yeah. It's over, dude. You it's are over. the king. Just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, just put the crown on my head.
4: <laughs> but I'm, I'm, him. I'm
3: hitting that four. Uh, there you go, DraftKings. Be sure to get in. It's awesome. The, the code is Bobby Sports. Uh Before we go, Eddie, I do want to come to you. If I were to say make one bet and you bet your car... Ooh, Significant, My car. Dang. Yeah. What's your Eddie's bet my car bet of the week?
0: Okay, so I look at the board, and I, I think that um, New England's playing Pittsburgh. And New England, what we saw, is not very good yet. They'll yeah. figure it out. But Tomlin, to me, just somehow figures it out. It doesn't matter who he has, what his squad is. Tomlin figures out games, and he's oh, they are an underdog. Never had a losing home.
3: record. Never had a losing record. Never had yeah. a
0: losing record. They're an underdog at home against New England. No offense, Kevin. And I think that they could win this game, but just take that one point. So I would bet your car. If you're going to bet your car. Bet you're betting your car. Well, well, yeah, yeah. But if you have more <laughs> than one car, bet the the, the crappier one. <laughs> <laughs> car. But I would put it on week. Pittsburgh plus one. Alright,
3: Mike, hit that song for us, please. Thank you again, everybody. We've we've turned this into, a, a, honestly, a small success, and we just wouldn't be able to do it without you. I think everybody's going, wow, people actually listen to that? They and, do. And we say that, too. Yeah, we were asking. <laughs> they yeah, they yeah, do, yeah. as in people do listen, or people say. People are really saying that? Is it a question? Yeah, everywhere we, I go. Really? They don't even know it's me, and they're like, can you believe people listen to that 25 <laughs> listens? <laughs> what a dumpster <laughs> fire that is. Mike, and you're going to find out if I can say more smiles than frowns. I will check on that. Right? Thank if you. I were a lawyer, I'd say yes. Yeah, more smiles. Hey, bet with me. More smiles than frowns. Because what am I actually promising? Yeah. More smiles Smiles? than frowns. Yeah. It could be about anything. Uh, Final thought. Eddie. Oh, man. Final thought is I just feel like
0: kickers need to get paid more. When I saw the Rodrigo Blankenship thing go down... They tied the game ended in a tie. It's week one and you fired your kicker. Yeah. The dude that has the most color and flair of your team with a black rim glasses. (laughs) Like, I just feel like that's a high stress situation. Forget ZQ. Forget Dak Prescott. Forget these big contracts on quarterbacks. You got to pay your kicker a lot of money because they go through a lot of stress. Kickoff, Kevin.
1: My final thought comes from Miami last week. I don't know if you saw it. Do not leave your barbecue underneath your car. Or else 11 cars will go up in flames (laughs) and you'll come out of the game Mm. and see your car all burnt up.
2: That's tough to see. So don't do that. That's tough to see. Adam? Week two was the toe stubbornest week in college football I have ever seen. Watching Notre Dame go down, watching Texas A&M go down—that was just amazing. I even bet the uh, the the money line on Texas and the under, thanks to my buddy Brett Young. It was his idea, and we were one point away from winning. But you uh, didn't. You didn't. Uh, win. I, didn't I know, I was so <laughs> That's how they get you. Uh, we almost that's won. How,
3: that's how. they get you. My hopes yeah. were so high. How no, they get you for betting on Texas? But yeah. the, but the, exactly
2: exactly. But the the week was so fun. I love, that's why I love college football, that's why Saturday's my day, because anything can happen especially early in the season, so week two uh dumpster fire for some, but it was glorious and I loved it.
3: Uh My thoughts are if you're looking for cheap gets now in fantasy that didn't have a good week one, you can make a trade Um, I would try to get Pickens in Pittsburgh he's a rookie, I think he only had one catch, again he's a rookie but he, he like that dude, as they say he's a dog for her, he's an athlete, he is a really good wide receiver, big guy. Trubisky's going to look for him more. Uh, you can probably get him a cheap price right now and maybe for the next couple of weeks. So I would say Pickens is one of those. I would even still look at Traylon Burks. Um, he had three catches for 55 yards, I think. I think that was his line. Um, he, it'll be a few weeks before he really, really consistently contributes, but they're looking for somebody to to, to be able to be that guy and, and not not the Tyreek Hill guy, but to be a guy that can play in the middle and make receptions in, in Tennessee. Problem is, I don't have a quarterback that can do it consistently, get him the ball. Yeah. So I would say uh Trey Lumberg's is probably another one. And then on the Frearmuth for the tight end of Pittsburgh, he's going to be good all year. And this may be one of the last chances you have to get him for a decent price too. We had a good week last week. I think he put up like 13 points or something, but that's who Trubisky's looking for every time. I mentioned Pickens. Sometimes he, have, he doesn't have time to get to them. Mm-hmm. These guys love their tight ends and their check downs and Najee's out in Pittsburgh. So those are the three picks I would give you guys in fantasy right now. Thank if, you. If no, you're in my league. I know. Turn, Thanks for turn, giving turn me turn those picks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, we have Diamond Dallas Page on next week. Do we have an idea who's going to be on next Friday? Uh,
2: let me look at the schedule.
3: Maybe Jay Glazer next Friday. We have Ricky Williams on the on the agenda too coming, up, coming yeah. up. So nice. it doesn't matter. We Rich got some Eisen. cool guys. And Rich, oh, oh Rich Eisen, oh, okay. oh
0: man, okay. that was worth the wait. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool,
3: huh? Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys have a great weekend. Uh, More smiles than frowns. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that's what you give just for listening to this show. Yeah, until I tell you not to say that More smiles than frowns. All right, have a good week. Bye, everybody. Wait, Oh yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Forget every time. Hold on. Forget every time. Mike, you got your whistle on? I do. Have you ever blown us out? Yes, one time. All right, blow us again. (laughs) There he is. We'll see you next week, everybody. (laughs)